Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake. And uh, real quick, weather. 84 down on the island in Galveston this morning. Feels like 96. And uh, near record high temperatures again today with a high of 91. It's going to be sunny all day. Winds will be south-southwest, 10 to 20. Nothing new. And then for tonight, a few passing clouds. Otherwise, generally clear during the night with a low of 81, south-southwest winds 10 to 20. And then for tomorrow, a few passing clouds and sunny. Near record high temperatures again with a high of 91, south-southwest winds 10 to 15. So uh, same same thing every day. I can read off three weeks ago and forecast is almost similar. All right, looking at tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have four of them. We have a low that, or a high this morning at 7.17 a.m. It's a 1.3, and then a low at 12.16 p.m., a 1.0. A high at 5 p.m., a 1.2, and then a low at 11.59 p.m., it's an 0.3. Sunrise, 6.49 a.m., sunset, 7.57 p.m., and our moon phase, 1%. All right, looking at current conditions, offshore the buoy out there showing uh, – the temperatures are down this morning, but it's southwest at 13, gusting to 16. The wave heights are 2.3 feet with a period of four seconds. They're pretty close together. And uh, Galveston Channel, it's 84 degrees with 89.4 degree water, southwest at 13. And at Eagle Point, it's southwest at 10 with 83 degree air temperature with an 88 degree water temp. And that pretty much does it. That's where we're at. And uh, wet weather on the way, they're claiming. It's uh, kind of false hope, but we'll take it. We'll take any kind of rain that can come our way next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. The chances aren't great, but uh, that low pre- it just depends on what that low pressure does and slides down this way, down our shoreline for in the Gulf. So we shall see. Cross your fingers. All right, let's go to the Tri-Bay area. Let's get hooked up with a hammer this morning, see what's going on, Captain Glenn Hammond. Glenn, good morning. What's up, buddy? Good morning, Captain Mickey. Doing just fine, buddy. Thanks for asking. Oh, anytime, man, anytime. Hey, it's, uh, we got 10 miles an hour this morning out of the southwest and 84 degrees, Surfside Beach. But uh, it's uh, I got my nephew coming down this morning, so I'm, uh, as soon as I get off the radio, I'm I'm going to get the tennis shoes on and and go have some fun with a nephew today. So go wet a line, man. Wet a Well, I've been that the boat set in the driveway all week long, and I've worked on it. Uh, I had uh, still some issues with my left brake light, and I finally got it all ready to go. So knock on wood, everything is working. Trolling motor, uh, <laughs> trolling motor, tail lights. I mean. You knock on wood because you know yeah. that doesn't last very long, boy. You gotta watch what you say. But now uh got my nephew coming over. Uh I just took it easy this week and did did a bunch of honeydews and a bunch of chores around the house and 
stayed out of the heat, stayed up underneath the cabin and in the cool breeze, if there was a cool breeze. But no, um, uh, last time I've been out was just a combination of a few specks and mostly sand trout. And uh, that's been saving me on my trips because it's, it's some action for the customers anyway to have something yanking. And, and uh, sand trout are, you know, if you get some decent ones, oh, I ain't for keeping all those little bitty ones. But Yeah, there's no uh, point unless you're going to use them for bait. Right. And uh, and speaking of that, somebody was probably using them yesterday uh, down by San Louis on the beachfront. Uh, they were catching Jack Crevel. Uh I looked. Now, yesterday morning, boy, coming over that bridge when we were coming back from town, uh, that about a mile offshore was blue. And right on the beach was green. And it was really cleaning up, cleaning up. You know, that we had that uh, on Wednesday, we had that little northeast uh, blow that came through here. And I mean, mm -hmm. it, I think that was Wednesday morning. But man, it felt good. It, I don't know. We must have had 15, 18 mile an hour northeast uh, blue like that most of the morning, too. And so uh, our water started cleaning up and things started looking real, real good on the beachfront. And about about time you get the words out of your mouth, the, the, the wind switched to the south again. So it's just one of those deals where we're still yeah, stuck it was, in that. What was it, Tuesday morning? It was uh, kind of, well, it was more north up my way, but northwest everywhere else. And then by yeah, that afternoon, it was Tuesday blowing was south hard. Morning. And then the next morning, I had a good stiff northeast wind, man. It felt so mm -hmm. good on Wednesday morning, that northeast wind. And that bait just greened up so beautiful. And uh, northeast wind's a good wind, as long as it's not too it much. You could just feel the difference in, a, in the humidity drop. Just that mm -hmm. little bit for one day was just like, okay, okay, we it's coming. It's we we know fall's coming, but <laughs> it's still it's still uh, it's still out of reach right now. But no, it, beachfront started looking good, buddy, all the way up and down. And man, I mean, clean so. It just mm -hmm. depends on what we have. The, these lighter winds, even though it's from the south, but uh, it's it's that time of year, man. That water's got to start cleaning up. Uh, I know they're catching some big old yellow mouths out there somewhere, but I'm just not hearing about it. They're scared I'll put it on the radio, and then everybody will be down here. <laughs> but I hate to tell them, everybody's down here already anyway. Uh, our bait camps are all holding bait. And, are they? And got some beautiful big old white hoppers, man. I mean, these are the these are the shrimp. If you didn't want to throw mullet or croakers, I would highly recommend throw one of these big old giant shrimp, boy. And don't just don't let them pop you under the fingernail, man. They they've got some uh, they got some energy. I'll tell they you, got that. a horn on them, and then that uh, little spike on the tail to get you too. That, that, uh, that's the one oh, I'm those, talking. I remember when I was a kid, those old timers, man, they'd get under that bridge in the summer, you know, when it was real mm -hmm. hot like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, they they didn't prefer one tide or the other as long as it was moving. And that's, that's all they right. used was those big, giant, you know, hoppers like you're talking oh, about. Yeah. And uh, just enough weight on them to get them down in that current. They used to catch some giant, giant trout doing that. I mean, you know, like 29, 30-inch fish. Beautiful you know, fish. seven or eight, maybe even 10 years ago, uh, the guy I bought my uh, boat from, Felix Cannon, bless his belated heart, um, he taught me how to fish that San Louis Pass area. I, I wasn't mm. very familiarized with Cold Pass and Churchill Bio and all that stuff, but Mud Cut, where it comes out in the West Bay. Bird Island, you Mud know, Cut. Bird Island, that little alligator that head. Out. All of that, he he knew it, but he knew it like the back of his hand, and he wanted me to learn it, and uh, he wanted me to have that Carolina before he passed away. He said, "Man, this is going to make you a great guide boat." He said, "This boat will just just what you need for the guide service." And I've had that old Carolina, and I've done a many a trip in it. And you know, he was right. That boat is just made for me. It's a, a flat barge, bottom. Man. It, it's a flat bottom, and it, it's a rough riding son of a gun when you're bouncing <laughs> across a bay. But but uh, plenty of room. Good lord, they call it the cattle barge. You could put a a mama cow and a couple of calves in there and ship them across. That's what they did. Actually, they uh, 
they did an infomercial years ago, Carolina's Gift did back in Costa Rica, and they showed them hauling a, a, a mama cow and a couple calves across the uh, rivers in the Carolina's Gift, and they nicknamed them the Cattle Barge. You can legally put 18 people in my boat, but it's yes. only rated. It's only rated for a 130 horsepower, you know, being the age of the boat. But uh, I don't know, man. I might be ready to put a, one of them 150 Hondas on the back of that son of a gun. I've, uh, I'll I've go really for it. Put you a 250 VTEC on there and let her rip. Oh, yeah. Let her eat. <laughs> no, I'm not, you know, everybody's all ga- uh, pedal to the metal out there. Anyway. Hey, power I'm, is... You, you, when you need it, if you don't have it, you'll miss it. It's, uh, right, right. Just because you got all that power don't mean you have to run and run it wide open throttle. It's just good to have when, uh, you're in a bind, you're trying to beat the storm in. That's it. No, Fernando was explaining to me about, you know, the difference in a, that little 115 working that son of a gun for 10 years opposed to, having a 150 on the back of it and work you know what i'm saying yeah 150 is a workhorse man right right and that's probably what i'm that's the next route i'm gonna go when i get there but i'm not there yet um let's see man what else is going on uh i i had a little project on the top of my console i had a little wooden box and it was falling to pieces and it's just to organize all my stuff i can put weights and corks and all yeah, that just throw all your stuff in there yeah, yeah keep it just flopping around when you're running so i went to the hardware store and bought me a couple of nice pieces of wood and this was a hard wood i don't know what it was. had to be oak but uh they were expensive little pieces and i built built a nice little box and i haven't caulked it yet but i got it mounted on the I'm mounted on the top where we can get through the day and then i'll work on it but uh no, uh, got my tail lights all working. Everything's working. So uh, I got to go down and find me a rod and reel that's working now. <laughs> Seems like all my stuff is just about seen its days, man. I've got to, I've got to retool, re, re. Man, he he uh, had a little glitch a while ago, and now it's lasted longer, I believe. It's uh. Yes, sir. So you can hear me okay, Jake? Everything good? I can hear you Might perfectly Might have been on fine. Glenn's end. Oh, well. Well, that's the hammer. I don't know why we... Uh, oh, he's still I don't know why that happened. There, but I guess his phone went but out. It does, this day and age. There's been a lot of issues with cell phones the last couple of weeks from a lot of people I talked to. But anyway... If somebody wants to book the hammer, if you want to give him a call or whatever, I'll throw his number out there for him. It's 713-208-0683. That's 713-208-0683. And that's Captain Glenn Hammond. So give him a call. He'll pick it up. All right, well, let's go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. All right, it's 416 here in the Bayou City. And uh, there was a public comment in the uh, Baytown paper by Don Akey. Uh, it's a public comment period. It's Bay Lovers' Right to Save Scott Bay. That's one of the little bays upstream above 146. Uh, it's actually where I grew up in Baytown before, uh, Hurricane Carla wiped everything out, uh, Scott Bay and Crystal Bay and Burnett Bay up that way. But the public comment period for interested, interested citizens, uh, they let their voices be heard about the proposed dredging and drilling in Scott Bay. And that's been reopened until Friday, August 25th. And, uh. It speaks about our local bays are too valuable to miss miss a chance of you speaking up to stop the risky action, as it is not the job of Texas citizens to forfeit their own waters with no benefit to our environment or well-being. No pun intended. Uh, do it now while it's on your mind, and you can search it at uh, USACE-Galveston and go to the contact form 
and under recipient, choose uh, public notice inquiries email. You know, when filling out the box, you can enter one or more objections in the message box. So just throw that out there and see how that works. You know, if you're interested in it, just a lot of commerce up this way now. I mean, it's just everything's growing all around our base system, and it's uh, it's just making things tough. Seen a lot of changes here just in the last six, eight, ten years. It's unbelievable. All right, let's go to Matagorda and let's check in with Captain Tommy Alexander this morning. See how he's doing. Tommy, good morning. How are you, bud? Mickey, what's up? Not a lot, brother. Not a lot. How are you? Oh, I'm okay, I guess. I'm alive. I was bass fishing last week. Man, we did pretty good. We got a top 10 finish in the tournament. Oh, that's good. We, uh, that's great. Yeah, we uh, wasn't a bad gig. Where did you we fish? We didn't, didn't on Conroe. Okay. We fished uh, that weekend series tournament that they have, that they do up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same same lady puts them on as the the Tuesday night tournaments, right? Uh, I haven't been able to fish any of them because I've been too busy saltwater fishing. But it just kind of hit the way I was I was going up there that day before anyway, and like it just kind of hit right. I said, "Man, let's go ahead and fish it." You know, we're here, and we went ahead and hit it and fished it and did pretty good. wasn't a bad deal. Had like nine pounds of the three fish tournament. Right. Uh, it's not, they don't do, it's not a five fish. It's a three fish. And we had like mm-hmm. nine pounds. Had nine pounds, got like 10th place or ninth place, something like that. Right. Wasn't too bad. Anybody pop a big one during that event? Yeah, there was a nine weighed in. Oh, cool. Uh, Good fish. So, not a, not any double digits, but somebody did have a nine pounder. Right. Well, that's good. Same guy waiting for right. August. He had a nine pounder and a seven pounder. Oh goodness! But they uh, the the bad part was they both died. But I don't know if he caught them out deep or what. Mm-hmm. But they didn't make it. So it's but, hot. Yeah, yeah. Water's it's hot. hot. All right. Yeah. You catch yeah, that big. That, uh, what do you lose? Eight ounces of weight per fish when they die. I don't even remember. I, I haven't had. I haven't weighed in a dead one in a long, long time. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. I I've been really lucky with those Skeeter live wells. I've they've been really good to me. Hmm. I uh. I put a I put a little bit of that G juice in there that they sell. Right. And it's Skeeter's got an oxygenator thing on there. I turn that on and hit my recirculator on auto and man i've been real lucky i don't i have knock on wood i haven't had a dead fish yet in this boat so well, that's I, i've good. been good with that so we did that and yeah it was a good good day good day and then came back and fish salt water or what i do maybe twice not a whole lot i wasn't real busy this last week yeah yeah a lot of guys I'm aren't so, right now no I, I went from i was you know pretty busy there the first part of the month and then this last week and and this week too neither one of these two weeks i'm not that busy yeah it's slowing up school starting back and everything yeah a lot going on but i have talked to people still catching them waiting there's still a few people getting them waiting pretty good what are they catching them on? Well, I mean, all the guys, <laughs> well. <laughs> all the guys that were, all that's the, everybody that's throwing croakers are getting them like easy. I mean, you, they're talking about, you know, it's like they're done at eight thirty in the morning kind of deal. You can they hear them all talking three fish. But uh, I have talked to some guys that one of some of my buddies that caught them pretty good the other morning on top waters and in and plastics both, you know. Yeah, this is a good topwater right. month. People don't realize, you know, yeah. when it gets hot, it uh, these fish respond to topwaters pretty good. Yeah, that's what he seems. You know, he said they were going to just hit it, try it first. You know, forgive they were going to give it a little bit, but he said they mm-hmm. started smoking it. So, 
it turned out to be a pretty good topwater bait. I've heard that actually from two different people last week had a decent bite. And then uh, I went and caught redfish one day, and it was a pretty decent, decent redfish bite. But that's about it. How are you catching those Everybody. reds? You catching them deep or shallow or what? I actually caught mine pretty shallow. I mean, about three foot. Yeah, there you go. I was about, about three foot over a little piece of shell. Mm-hmm. You know, I just uh, power pulled down on them, and they were just holding this little piece of shell. So, you know, not real, real shallow, but not super deep either. No. That's mid-range for Matagorda. Mid-range, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's, yeah, that's a good good way to call it, mid-range. Not too shallow to spook them with a boat and just, you know, just deep enough to... Yeah. Works out. I did... I talked to another guy that caught some, had a pretty good day in West Bay on reds with some... He was throwing gold spoons and got them pretty good to, the other day. Yeah, I never waiting. met too... I had never met too many reds that wouldn't eat a gold spoon. Yeah, man, they do work, especially we, man, every time I go further south. The time. I hadn't thrown a spoon in years, man. Man, I like that weedless one, that Johnson Sprite. Yeah, the silver minnow. Yeah. The weed, yeah, silver minnow. Yeah, well, uh, it's gold. Throw, you know, we throw them in gold, gold and yeah. all that, but right, they call right. it the silver minnow with the weedless hook right. on it. That's right. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. I, the, every time I go down south somewhere around that grass, man, it's deep. It just seems like I always catch a redfish with one of them. Oh, yeah. And flounder, too. I've caught some pretty good flounder on gold spoons. Sure. Used to catch trout in the surf on silver spoons a lot, but I haven't tried it in so long. I hadn't. Yeah, we used to throw, uh, you know, early in the morning, we'd throw the, you know, the surf was good and clear, we'd throw the silver spoon with a white bucktail. Yeah. Or red. And then the sun yeah, gets I've up good, then we'd switch over to the gold or the chartreuse. Spooning them. Yep. I have not thrown a spoon in the surf in years. I don't know. All them but old timers, them hardware men, man, they had those sea hats they'd wear. They had all that hardware hanging off of them with the gold spoons yep. and the mirror lures and bingos and everything. That was classic. I had one of those when I was in high school. Oh, was that a sea hat? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> one of those sea, sea foam, uh, foam hats. That's it. I did, man. Those things work pretty good. Well, yeah, they did. I mean, keep, your lures out keep of the water. sun off of you, too. <laughs> yeah. Had a good keep build around it. Keep the sun off it. of you. Had that yeah. jungle gym look to it. Yeah. I don't know why people don't wear them anymore. It's better than a wading belt for the most part. It is. It is. Plus, you keep uh, your lures out of that salt water. Yeah, they don't get any salt water on them. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm surprised somebody hadn't reinvented that thing and, you know, made it look a little better and, and kind of come back out with it, you know, but no, that's it. We're going to, I'm fishing tomorrow and Sunday, saltwater. Yeah. And then, uh, I think I got about two days next week or two or three days next week. It just kind of slow. I just hit a, hit a couple weeks slow patch. Well, we're right close to, uh, the first of September, everybody renewing their licenses and everything. And, uh, yeah. Getting ready for the limits to go back the way they were, you know, the five fish and 15 inch minimum. I think I'm going to go renew my license today, actually. Yeah, they uh, they're supposed to have that meeting in Austin next. Was it Wednesday? I know. Man, I, I know forget the date on that. There, I'm right? looking on my Thanks desk right Wednesday. now, and I had all that, but I may have thrown it away. Too much clutter. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Wednesday. If anybody wants to speak about it, they can go. They can go talk about it. What do you get? Like two minutes or three minutes or something. I don't even know. I don't either. I don't. I know there's a group of Matagorda boys headed going to go up are there. They? I think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I are don't they? Know what 
that group, are they for the change or are they for leaving it like it is? No, they're for leaving it like it is. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe going to 15 but still leaving it three. Right. I wouldn't mind that either. Go back to 15 but leave it at three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, this group going is for, for leaving it the way it is. Right. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see what they're going to do. See what's going to happen. It sounds like they're going back. I don't I don't know. That's all I've heard. I really haven't had any heard any good info about it. Oh, there's a lot of buzz going around and just, you know, pros and cons on social media, yeah. you know, just everybody's opinions. Oh, yeah. And there's every time you, I mean, yeah, it'd be 300 comments. Yeah, I, I didn't know there was that many experts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, and I don't even, I guess they did all their studies or whatever they talked about. that they were going to do. I don't know. Well, they, uh, I think, uh, they did all the surveys. The only fishery that was, that was up through the 10 year average. I don't know why they started doing the 10 year average, but, uh, they're going back 10 years and putting all these numbers together and then getting a, final number that they come out with and it showed corpus was the only fishery that was up it was up 10 percent you know i read up there's a uh what's his name shane Bono with the cca he wrote an article in texas fish and game magazine i read that yesterday yeah. but i'm uh badly under the weather so a lot of it's fogged to me <laughs> from yesterday uh, to the no. day I don't know. I, I come care. down with something bad. I heard about a few people around here that's got something. They don't even know what it is. Kind of weird. I know. Flu-like Sparks. symptoms. They said. Yeah. Goes up here. and down. Yeah. Right. Feel real good one minute and terrible the next minute. Yeah. And uh, actually, all night went, while you're sleeping, then you get up and take some Tylenol to knock the fever down, and then uh, then you're burning up and uh, achy all over with a headache. That, there was a family in my neighborhood here got the same thing, but they all they had everything you just described, but they they all had pink eye too. Everybody in the family got double pink eye, and wow. then also and then had, yeah, but then was running a fever and had flu like symptoms. Well, I can vouch for it. Then, I I come down with it yesterday afternoon, just boom, no warning or nothing. Well, I noticed my lower back was kind of bothering me, you know that achy feeling. Yeah, and then. Uh, Next thing you know, boom, I took a nap and woke up with it. We didn't have air conditioning. All our power went out the night before, and then I thought, man, it's going to – I didn't get any sleep, so I went home yesterday morning thinking, oh, this is going to be great. No power again when I got home. God. Oh, yeah. I could oh, see Transformers terrible. blowing up in the dark yesterday morning going home from the studio. I could see those flashes. What was it from? What for? I, I guess too much uh, – too much heat and too much strain on the grid. I don't know. Dang. But they have, they got it all that. fixed out my way. Everybody had power yesterday afternoon about 3.30. Dang. Yeah, that don't, that's no fun. No. Especially if you're sick. It's even worse. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let me knock this quick break out, Tommy. I'll come back, and we'll get your number out there and everything. Hang on, buddy. I'll be right back at you. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Texas Insider Fishing Report. If you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune in to Texas Insider Fishing Report Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. That's on Valley Sports Southwest, or you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, 
three fresh water for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three salt water for the guys who want to catch trout and redfish inshore, and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join Dave Farrell, Brie Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not every Thursday night at 1030, Fridays at 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 435 here on the Bayou City. All right. All right, Tommy, we're back. I had a text for you. A listener wanted to know what, what your go-to rod and reel combination is when you're fishing out of the boat and when you're wade fishing. All right. Uh, well, so apparently that's salt water. Good question. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Good question. Uh, it 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 depends on what I'm throwing. Now, when I'm out of the boat, I pretty much only take one rod. I mean, when I go when I jump out and go wading, I'm I use a uh, a Waterloo. It's a it's the one I'm using now is called a Carbon Mag. Right. But it's a it's a six six. Mm-hmm. I use a six six Waterloo Carbon Mag or the Waterloo, uh, man, they've got like a salty mag. There's two or three of those, but the, I use the stiffer ones. Right. I just like them. I don't use, I used to, when I was growing up, I used that, I'd use a light, you know. Uh, growing up, I used a seven-foot light, and that's what I always used. But I started using that 6'6 six, six and, and like a medium, you know, a little bit, little bit stiffer rod. Right. And I don't know why I feel like I get a better, I just get a better hook set with it. And when I'm throwing top waters, you know, that way I can cut off real quick if I want to switch a top water to a plastic mm-hmm. back and forth. And uh, I don't, that light's kind of hard to throw a big, heavy top water, you know. So, so as far as out of the boat goes, I, I, I usually use a 6.6 six or a 6.9, either one. Uh, and I do, I do like a medium, you know, on that. Yeah, what's a slam mag? I use that quite a bit. Yeah, and- that's. That's a uh, that's actually a one before they made that for a long time. That was yeah. one they made before they come out with the salty mag and the carbon right. mag and all that. Yeah, they had the slam. I used it for years. The slam yeah. mag, it's a good one too. Uh, it's just a little. It's like a medium. It, most of their rods, other than the light, they got one called HP Light. I've got a couple and of those. One, I really like them yeah, too. That one's like. That one's a uh, the, that one's fl- you know like definitely a lot flimsier. That's like yeah, like if one. I'm throwing like Lee Lees and hot rods and and uh, soft plastics, yeah. I like that that rig set up. But yeah. then when you're throwing the bigger top waters and corkies and fat right. boys and stuff, I like the slam mag. That's exactly right. So it, it you know if and I like that HP light is really good with a on a tail. If you're just throwing a, t- a yes. worm, you know, uh, it's really good. But I only take one rod with me when I jump out of the boat. Well, so yeah. I always get the, the medium one, mm-hmm. uh, so that way in case I want to throw a top That's water with versatile. it. Yeah. It's more versatile. It's more versatile. It's a medium, and I do 6.6 six or 6.9. Six, mm-hmm. uh, and then as far as in the boat goes, man, I throw either that same. It depends on what I'm throwing in the boat, you know what I mean, right. lure-wise. So, like, I either throw that same rod I'm talking about for everything else, or if I'm throwing a cork and a gulp, or cork and a voodoo shrimp like we do a lot down here, mm-hmm. then I throw the the seven six. It's called a bait runner. Oh, it's a seven a, a half water footer. footer. Man, I don't yeah, even know whether I can cast a rod that long anymore. We used to do it way man, back in the day, popping cork yeah. fishing. But man, that's 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 hell. That's some of the old timers would throw an eight footer. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people do that. Yeah, uh, I never went to the eight footer, but. Uh, I get that the longer handle one. It's called a bait runner, it's a Waterloo bait runner, seven six bait runner, and mm-hmm. it's like a medium. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a heavier rod. It's it's a medium or medium heavy maybe even, and I, it's got that long handle. And with that cork, because you can't throw a cork like you throw a lure. You ain't you can't just go back and no. You got to put two hands on there and, and sling yeah, it, you man. It's a whole different hands. casting so, technique. Whole different deal. So you don't know how many people I get on the boat and they try to throw that cork and they backlash. And they're good fishermen. I get some good fishermen get on the boat. Yeah, they try to throw throw it like a lure. Yeah, you can't do that. No. Uh, It's going to backlash. Got to use the old trendy bay swat on them. (laughs) Yeah, I I get that. I get that long handle, 7.6, like a medium heavy. Uh, Waterloo calls it a bait runner. But 
and I and I got two hands. You get that light, bottom hand on the bottom of that rod, and you just lob and heave at the same time. Right. And uh, I can throw a cork a long, long ways. You know, like a cork in a gulp or a cork in a voodoo. Mm-hmm. So that's what I throw on that. But if if I'm throwing, you know, if I'm throwing a top water, I'll do like the medium. You know, six 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 nine medium. Mm-hmm. If I know I'm just going to throw a tail, you know, I'll throw that that HP light. You know. That real light one, because I do like that throwing a worm. What kind of line? Like what line are you throwing with those? Man, so I I used to, for a long time, I threw nothing but Strand Sonic Braid. It was a braid called Strand Sonic. Yeah, braid. I hated to see them quit making it. That was a good braid, yeah, man. That was a good braid. That yes, was my was. favorite braid of all. So ever since they quit making that, I have hopscotched around from different stuff. Uh, I've got. Power Pro, you know, regular old Power Pro. Uh, not regular, but whatever they call that one, Power Pro. It's not the slick. It's a different one. Right. I can't remember what it is. But Power Pro makes a decent braid. And then uh, there's that one. God, I can't think of the name of it right now. Oh, uh, Hercules. Right. I, I never thrown that. I use a lot of that uh, Kansan, the Cigar uh, Smackdown. Yeah, I, found that I haven't good tried braid. that, but. It's good, Brady. I've heard two or three people say it's really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's one. It's like a cheaper braid. It's called. I think it's called Hercules. Man, I can't remember. I'd have to look at it. But it's just a cheap braid. But, man, I've had no problems with it. I started right. putting it on customer reels, all my customer reels. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just have pretty well had no problems with it at all. And there's one called Beyond Braid that a lot of people use. Yeah, I've and, seen uh, that I've one. heard pretty good. I've heard pretty good things about that too, but you know the best, the best probably the best ones are that Seaguar and and Power Pro. Mm-hmm. You know that's probably your higher end ones, I guess. And uh, I I just use thirty pound, just regular thirty pounds. What I always use. Yeah, I know some people use a twenty pound. They say they can cast it farther and all that, but I don't know. I'm, yeah, but if you uh, I, get get a little glitch here, a little. Overwind, boy, at twenty pounds harder to get out than the thirty. Yeah, you can do I it. I can cast that thirty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I dude, mean. I used to use on the son the string sonic braid. I used forty sometimes. Yeah, I would use forty pound. Well, see the smackdown. That sonic braid. Just, you just can throw the great. The forty smackdowns the same diameter as the thirty, and everybody else's. It's smaller diameter oh, okay. with the strength. The Seaguar one. Yeah. I got you. Put a big girl beat down on them, smack down. I like, I know I I throw nothing but seagull. When I'm bass fishing, I throw seagull fluorocarbon. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. You know, unless I'm frog fishing, I throw frogs, I throw braid. Mm. And uh, heavy, heavy flipping, maybe I I do some braid. Right. But for the most part, I throw seagull fluorocarbon. That's pretty much, that's it. That's, that's. That's the best I've found for bass fishing, but that's really the only two or three rods I guess you call it in saltwater I use. I, right. It's either that carbon mag or salty mag; they're about the same, or the bait runner or the HP light. That's, yeah, that's it. Don't they have an ultra mag? Yeah, they got an ultra mag. Yeah, I think I got uh-huh. one of I those used too. That. Yeah, I used that for a while before I got the carbon mag. Right. But I just can't tell much difference. In the carbon mag and the ultra mag and the salty mag, to me they're all pretty close to each other. They are same kind of the same fast yeah. tip and the backbone same, and all that. Yeah, yeah weight wise, all, all of like it. Mediums. Uh-huh. They're all real close to. I mean, there's a little bit of differences, but they're they're all pretty close. You know, right. the salty mag maybe seems a little stiffer to me. I'm not sure, but I, I, they're all pretty close. They're they're all good universal. I mean, they'll throw a top water and a worm both, you know. Right. But I, they're basically mediums is what they are. I think. Well, and those stiffer rods are better when you're fishing in high winds too. Right. I don't know. I just feel like, and when I was younger, I used to like the wet noodle. Man, I like the yeah the, buggy whips. Things. We call them buggy yeah. whips. <laughs> I mean, just get after it, but. It, the older I get, I like a little bit stiffer one. You know, it seems like I can mm-hmm. set the hook better and easier. 
growing up, I used to use that shrimp tail special. Remember that all star shrimp tail special? Oh yeah, yeah, the Gulf Man, Coast Classic, the shrimp tail special. Yeah. I mean, I use that thing a lot. You know, I still got flimsy. some of those. I, I was looking in my tackle room the other day, and I got a brand new T40X. Remember when they came out with that with a blue wrap on them? Yeah, it's never uh-huh. even been used. Wow, T40X. Probably worth money. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, those were the great rods. Those all stars back in the day were. Oh yeah, I mean, that was. They were they they were a little heavier than today's rods, but man, they were they were well built rods. Yeah. That old shrimp tail special, you couldn't hardly break that thing. No. We winched a lot of big fish in on those. <laughs> Throw you a Calcutta on it, and you were high cotton. Yeah, remember the Calcuttas. Yeah, Calcuttas. I remember thinking, I remember I went fishing with this guy, a friend of mine, when I was about 12, and we went with his dad. Boy, his dad had an all-star shrimp tail special and a Calcutta. I thought, man, these guys, this dude's rich. <laughs> yeah, I thought he. These guys are good, man. They got they got shrimp tail specials with Calcuttas on. Them. The Calcuttas were good for fishermen that could cast, but you you hand one of those to a customer yeah. and they had backlash it every time. Right, right. That just uh, it was it, you had to throw that reel differently. Yeah, you had to know what you were doing on it. Yeah, that was that was a pro reel. All right, mm-hmm. man. Well, Tommy, I appreciate all the good info, and the guy just texted back and said, "Thank you, Tommy." So, uh, hey, if somebody wants to call you about fishing with you, give them some info, Tommy. Yeah, they can uh, find me on Facebook under Tommy Alexander, but the best way is just on my phone, give me a text or leave a message, either one, whatever, 979-709-8242. There you go. All right, Tommy, boy, good talking to you, man. You have a good weekend and uh, catch them up. See you, buddy. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Tommy. All right. Later. All right, that's Captain Tommy Alexander and Matt Gordon. Now we're going to go down to South Padre. Let's check in with Captain Brian Barrera. Hey, Brian, did he drop? Just dropped. All right. Well, we shall get him back. A lot of that going on. I know Hillman's been having trouble with his phone at his house. Just if he walks in his back door or out, it, it just cuts him off. It's crazy, but uh, it's hot. There's no telling what how all this heat's affecting everything. We saw that firsthand yesterday. But, all right, uh, got Brian back. All right, let's see if we can get Brian punched up again. Hey, Brian, good morning. How are you, buddy? Morning, sir. Sorry, my phone came disconnected for a little bit there somehow. Well, that's all right. It, for something. The gremlins are busy this morning. I I got disconnected with Hammer earlier in the first segment. <laughs> well, what's going How's on going? with you, man? Oh, just hanging out, fishing every day. Been been a jetty rat for about a week or so. Right. Uh, hanging out. Finally got some good weather. Been doing some red fishing at the jetties and some tarpon fishing out there and stuff like that. And it's been it's been pretty good. We've been catching some fish. Good. Couple of big snook. Um, I saw that snook that guy caught the other day. What a fish, man. What was it, 35 yeah. inches? 38. 38? 38? Inches. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yes, sir. That was a great one. Yes. That was, that was literally the only fish we caught all day. Other than uh, <laughs> some, some bait. We caught some mangrove snapper and stuff, too. But uh-huh. That was the only snook we caught all day. Well, that's a good one for this t- any time of year, but uh, this time of year is not really prime snook time. Yeah, and it was a uh, it was um, a big one. We made a lot of jumps and stuff. It was awesome. It was a good fight, you know. What did you catch that on? Uh, live mullet. That one live, mullet. live mullet. Mm-hmm. We're already around eleven or so. Real hot out there. We had almost given up, and I was like, "Well, let's just go." On. Spread the net and see if we can get something to eat, you know. We were throwing topwaters all morning for them, and it was just a tough morning. Yeah. They don't want to eat. They don't want to eat, man. And that place, no. you know, that ship channel, 40, 50 foot deep, and when they want to get down to the bottom and not be caught, they're going to, you know. So true. Hard to target fish in such deep water unless, you know, I'm 
at the jetties or something, and I'm just dropping stuff down straight to the bottom, you know, but not the case for the snook. They're, they're, they're uh, really picky, but when you get them to eat, it's always a good one. They're all good. Some are just better than others, you know, one of them type deals. Mm-hmm. Um, the jetty's been, been really good. I've been uh, throwing both artificials and live bait out there, catching catching tarpon. I've actually been hooking and landing more tarpon lately on artificial than I have on bait. But uh, it's pretty good. Caught maybe, uh, let me see. So yesterday I had a, a good early morning sicko. His name's Dan Dunick. He's been listening to your show for a long time. He's a cool guy. He listens, cool. He's probably listening now. Um, we went out yesterday. We've been trying to catch a tarpon for like two two years. You know, last year we went out. We jumped one, and then my trolling motor broke. Came in. It was just tough. And then uh, this year we went out there, and he caught a nice one on a on a DOA bait buster, about a seventy five pounder. Oh, cool! Finally got him his his tarpon. And, uh, that was cool. He deserved that one. Been working for it for a while. He probably hooked seven or eight of them in his life. I think he said, but could never keep him on the line. But we got this one, so that's tarpon fishing. It was, yeah, it was a perfect one, you know, not not a an absolute backbreaker or nothing, you know, seventy five pounder <laughs> yet in, in ten minutes or so, you know. So very cool. I know. Years ago, I remember I had a woman that she wanted a tarpon so bad, and uh, finally her rod went off, and she fought it all the way up to the boat and got it up there, and this big, huge shark came out from the boat and just bit it off right behind the head wow. <laughs> it was about a 90 pounder just smoked that fish wow didn't even get her picture with it yeah got that's a nice, the worst got a nice head shot <laughs> yeah sometimes you just grab a leader get to grab the leader and then they take off pop off right next to the boat or something they come off they're either coming off in the first 10 seconds or the you know, the last 10 seconds. I was just fixing to wrap my hand around that leader, too, when that shark ate that fish. Careful now. Yeah. Yeah, the sharks have been jumping out. I've been hearing some, some shark stuff. I still don't have much shark issues down here, but my friends uh, yesterday told me that they had a tarpon get eaten by a shark, but they're up north and like that. I guess maybe the Matagorda area. I'm not sure right. where the tarpon fishing, but said that a big shark eat, eat a fish yesterday i had a friend oh, yeah. uh text me yesterday and he's been covering a lot of water from matagorda to corpus i guess he's pre-fishing for a tournament or whatever and he said that he's never seen so many predator fish in our bays like we have now you know with yeah. bull reds and sharks and jacks and you know dolphins and just you know he said man these poor trout just don't have a chance yeah, I know. They've been getting, uh, they're the easy ones to, to get a hold of usually. People and animals get a hold of the trout pretty good. I guess the limits are going back to normal here pretty soon. Yes, yeah, September 1st, bud. Back to September 1st. Back to what it was, yes. Mm -hmm. I guess they could have modified it a little bit, you know, but everybody's got their own way how they feel about it, you know. But. It is what it is, I guess. I wouldn't have minded it staying the same. They're going to move it. They're going to move it. I don't harvest that many trout as it is. Mm -hmm. I don't get that many clients that want to really kill a lot of speckled trout. In the bay, I get more people that want to go catch redfish. Right. Or, like, big trout. I don't think... I, I think maybe I've killed one limited trout in the last couple of years for myself to eat. Right. I got a lot of friends that are offshore guides and stuff, so that I'll, I get, you know, some snapper and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, you can get some good stuff. stuff. Yeah, so I've been pretty lucky to not have to Heck yeah. pull in any roads or anything for myself. So It's all good. I'll be out there again today. We'll see how it goes. Weather's supposed to be getting a little bit dicey. We'll see what next week looks like. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. hoping uh, cancel five days next week. I'm hoping we'll get some weather out of that low pressure hopefully it develops into something a rainmaker oh i'm telling you there was some rain north of you the other day you know i saw where corpus had a pretty good thunderstorm there near it and then 
you know, up towards Hebronville and Freer, all through there, they got quite a few showers. I think Blaine said Hebronville got a couple of inches out of one of them. Huh. But he didn't get any on his ranch where he wanted it. Well, it's almost like it goes around the ranch. Every time. I know it, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's hot. It's got to be just smoking hot out there. My dad went out there and filled some Peters and stuff like that a couple of weeks ago. It has to be just roasting out there. It's just unbearable. But you got to stay on top of it. Everybody's getting ready for the season. It's not that far away. Well, Brian, if somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you in, in South Padre, give them some info how they can get a hold of you, man. Sure. Direct text or call is the best. Area code 956-755-9413. Or you can check out the website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, buddy. Well, Brian, have a good one, and we'll work on that weather for next week, brother. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank you, Brian. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. It's time for our top-of-the-hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.